You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I lost breath. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, bro. Halloween. It's around the corner, bro. Yeah, it is. Uh, you got your costume? Yeah, bro. I've had my costume, well, remember? Good deal. I'm gonna be fat Thor. That's right. Yeah. You excited? I'm thrilled. <laughs> Are we gonna be able to have fire? Um, I'm going to talk to the fire department. I just got to get that little slip, but yeah, I'm sure we will. What you need to do, you need to go to your dad's house. I'm pretty sure he's got some grate somewhere. And you <laughs> just put it over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, he does actually. That's what I'm saying. And if someone walks by, I throw like a hot dog on it. Well, yeah, grilling this I'm one hot gonna, dog. I'm going to hit him up about that. I'm, see I'm, if he's got a, like a grate. <laughs> There's like 16 people standing out there. And there's one hot dog one on hot them. Like, Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're fixing to eat, boss. Oh my God. Fucker. But uh, yeah, episode 307. How many? Welcome. 12 and a half plus 3 divided by pi. Yes, equals 307. Um, episode 307 is here. It's your boy Celeb back again for another episode. Joined by my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? What up, dog? How you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be doing Another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. And I want to give a big shout out to all of our new listeners uh, coming from TikTok, social media. Um, we're, we're being more consistent. We're getting content out to you guys. And we really hope that you guys are enjoying it. Listen to our voice. Listen to our that eargasms. <laughs> Ronald Weasley. Ronald, I thought you were about to say Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, have you seen that channel on fucking... A TikTok called Meat Canyon or whatever. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm, bro. I'm, yeah. bro. Meat Canyon is fucked up. Bro. It is so twisted. That whole, that whole one with Ronald McDonald. Yes. And there's one with Willy Wonka. Bro. Mm-mm. Bro. It's weird, bro. It is so weird. It's super weird. And that guy does all the voices yeah. of his real fucking voice. Yeah, it's weird. What man. a voice I'd be like. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're back for another episode. Uh, you can check us out. Full Check episodes it. on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, um, also mm-hmm. on right here on Anchor FM, or you can check us out just by going to Cinelinks.com. Um, real quick, so I won't say it later, um, as you guys know, I am a brand ambassador for Popple, and uh, it's a really great product, and what's even better about it now is that since iOS 14 has happened, older iPhones now have the NFC feature that you can turn on and you can literally tap and share um, with any older product now. It's really, really cool. But Popple's a little bit bigger than a quarter, um, and they have all different types of really cool designs. You attach it to the back of your iPhone or Android device and link all your social profiles directly to it. And uh, it's literally this simple. You link them, you tap it to the top of an iPhone or the middle of an Android, and it instantly shares your Popple profile, which has all your social media on there directly. Or you can actually switch it to where, to where, like, right whenever you tap it, 
You can share your podcast. You can share your social profiles. It's a really, really cool thing. Head on over to popple.co and use the code Second Opinion Pro to get 20% off of your order. So, um, like we usually do, let's jump down into it. Jump How's it. your life been going and what you've been gaming, Bolts? Life. Life. In the life of James Bolts. <laughs> That's so weird, my first name. Um, <laughs> I'm, no, it really is because I hate it so what much. What's your middle name? We're not going to go into Say this. Say it. No. Bolts. No. Is it Leslie? <laughs> is it Revis? Reva, James Revis? That'd be great. That though. would be great. <laughs> um, no. Um, is it like a last name? Is it like James Smith Bolts? No, that'd be weird too. No, it's James Lewis Wayne. Lewis Wayne. That's it. LW. Old LW. Old LW. Now the uh, the life of Bolts. Um, it's going, man. Um, it's it's getting chaotic. Uh, it is uh on the brink of the holiday season at the ups, as y'all know, as y'all have heard before. So just preparing myself for that. Um, playing a little video games, not much. I've been playing a little Ori, of course. Um, played a little Call the other night with, uh, with Aaron and his, um, and his stepfather. Yeah. Um, and I downloaded the, uh, the, uh, Halo, uh, Master Chief collection the other day and oh. just started playing that. Got some stuff to talk about Halo today. <laughs> well, actually go ahead and mention <laughs> it since you said it, cause okay, I don't have it in the show notes. Uh, the, the, uh, project director left. Yeah, I did hear that. That's the second project director, Chris Lee. Um, he said that he feels that the team is in a good enough area that he's um, that he could step away. So I don't know what to say about that, honestly, because Chris Lee was with 343 back in, I think, 2008 is whenever he left last time. Yeah. And then he came back in 2016, and everyone was really excited. It was like, oh, you know, veteran Chris Lee, he's back again. Um, but it's it's weird to me. That's the second project lead for for three four three on Halo Infinite that has left. So what do you think that means? I mean, do you think it means anything, or do you think he's like, okay, well the game's good enough, I'm gone, I'm not going to do anything um, else. And I, you, you know, I, I kind of have a feeling that that could possibly be it. Mm-hmm. Um, come in, did his thing, it was like, all right, deuces, I'm out. Um, but man, that did. It, but it also sits there and makes you kind of wonder what you know what, what what's going on three four three that. You know, lead writers bouncing out twice. Yeah, you know that's a pretty so, big thing. Uh, hey, Microsoft, keep your ears perked, bro. There's another studio you could purchase. You know, I'm just saying. Even though three four three said they 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 wouldn't sell and so yeah, on and I so think forth. they actually said they're never going to exactly. But hey, hey, if if no 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 three four three is owned by Microsoft. Oh, it's Bungie. Yeah, Bungie. Bungie. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. My bad. You can use me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's um, the same studio. Apologize. Apologize, new listeners. We know what we're talking about. We yeah. promise. Um, but no, I, it just it does kind of make you wonder. Um, yeah, we, it does. You know, it's it's second time coming around, going and, and leaving. So yeah. it's uh, it, it it might be an issue that maybe it's an internal three four three issue, right? Who really knows? My life has been pretty good. Um, Halloween's right around the corner. We're gonna have our little Halloween party. I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. Um, the kids. Um, our, we're going to take them trick or treating Saturday. Um, very excited about that. Um, Dante is going to be Buzz Lightyear. He's got his little Buzz Are they going to be at the party? Um, they're only going to be there for like 15 minutes and my dad's picking them up. Oh, okay. Um, and then we're also, Amara is going to be dressed up like Jesse from Toy Story as well. 
Um, they have a little Halloween party at school tomorrow, so Amara's going to be a witch, and we still got to figure out what Dante is going to be. But um, I, I'm excited about it, man. Halloween, you know, I think uh, I think I'm more excited for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Th- those are my holidays, man. Like I love food. <laughs> I know you love food, but um, it's more or less the feeling. I love the fall. I love the. I love Christmas, man. I love it. Like I this year, I plan on getting the house decked out like a week and a half, two weeks early. So, oh yeah. Um. So I just won't have to deal with it like short term, like I did last last year. Yeah, yeah. We put shit up like a week and a half before Christmas. Yeah. Day. Yeah. I was like, but Bro. I think what I'm doing this time though, like Halloween is in three days, and I don't have anything ready at the house, so. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna get the interior designed probably on Thursday. Um, do it on get it Friday set on your up. day off, huh? Do it on Friday on your day off. Well, like Thursday, I get off at like one or two, so I'll just do it in the afternoon. Um, f- because Friday, I just want to game. Because I, oh, I, I got gotcha. yeah. Anyways, but gaming wise, uh, I have been playing um, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is just great. Uh, as I said, it is the game of my game of the generation when it comes down to PS4, and also my game of the year. Um, the another thing I've been playing is Doom Eternal's Ancient God DLC, which my review is going up today. It'll be going up later on this afternoon. I'm very excited to share my opinions on that. It's going to be kind of a shorter review compared to my full Doom Eternal review, but um, let me tell you something, guys. It, it, I don't see how. It's weird because I'm. I was originally when they talked about like having DLC to the story. I'm like, I don't see how it's going to be better than what the story already is, if it, unless it's like a prequel or something like that. And they did it, man. Like it's only three chapters long, um, but let me tell you something. It is great. So if you get a chance to buy the season pass and take part in this DLC, definitely do it. And as I said on the previous episode, Doom Eternal is is a really good showcase of why you need to own an xbox series x no question um but with that said um life's been good gaming has been good and uh first up segment number one on today's show cd project red has delayed cyberpunk 2077 till december 10th what does this mean for the game and are we still excited so um, it was stated here today. We have decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is December 10th. Most likely, there are many emotions and questions in your head. So, first and foremost, please accept our humble apologies. The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current generation, next gen PC, and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of this game xbox one xbox one x compatibility on xbox series s x um uh ps4 ps4 pro compatibility on ps5 pc and stadia while working from home (laughs) that's a lot of devices exactly (laughs) yeah since cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards uh almost being a next-gen title somewhere along the way we need to make sure everything works well on every version running smoothly. We are aware this might seem unrealistic when someone says it's only 21 days, um, and that can make a big difference in such a, in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. Um, and more or less in the aspect, what he's trying to say is, yes, it seems like we got a really big task, but we're going to take care of it. Some of you might also be wondering... 
that these words mean uh, that these words mean in light of us saying we have achieved our gold master, which they did. They just announced yes, that the game was yes. gold uh, some time ago. Uh, passing certification or going gold means the game is ready um, and uh, can be completed and has all the content in it. But it does not mean we have stopped working on it or raising the quality bar. On the contrary, this is a time where many improvements are made, uh, which leads you to... Blah, 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 sorry. I'm zooming in on this on my phone, so it, it kind of skipped. Which will then be distributed in a day zero patch. Uh, this time period, we're on whatever. So, me personally, I, I don't... Like, that kind of irritates me because the game has been pushed off um, a good chunk. Um, I'm not irritated at the studio. It's more or less like you you know as well as I do. I do not like the fact that studios push out day one patches and all that other stuff. I would rather the game just launch and it be fantastic. And then maybe after time, oh, well, we had a couple of small glitches that we're going to release a patch for, but they weren't game-breaking glitches. But if it's a day zero patch, that means that they're going to patch a bunch of stuff in the game that um, could possibly be uh, horrendous. Um, we feel we have... Uh, we have an amazing game on our hands and are willing to make every decision that we need to, even the hardest ones, to make this a complete uh, a complete experience for all gamers. Um, so, let me say it like this. Not mad at CD Projekt Red for this decision at all. Uh, I'm not mad that... I'm not mad that the game is going to be patched. I do not like Day 1 patches, because especially when we're moving into next-generation consoles... Um, some of these games are going to be already large. And then when you look at companies like, for instance, Activision that do patches anywhere between eight gigabytes and 32 gigabytes, it's, um, it can be very space conscientious. Like you, you're going to have to be space conscientious whenever it comes down to that, especially with next generation titles. We've only seen games grow in size since the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox one. So, um, as games grow in size, I feel personally that we're going to have to get into the mode that they're using different sized Blu-ray discs, um, as well as different storage methods. Now, uh, Xbox and PlayStation, I think, are on this. Um, PlayStation just released a pat or released a patent for a storage thing or something like that and they're saying that it is for a higher sized blu-ray draw or blu-ray disc um which is going to be cool um most of the games that i think me and bolts are going to be playing are all digital anyways but i am getting the physical version of the playstation 5 and his xbox does come with a disc disc drive so there are going to be some games that may be disc based that we play um but i think it would be easier if more was installed on that disc compared to having to download everything, but that's just my opinion. As I also said, I'm not really mad at them. I am a little irritated because I hate that. I'm not irritated with them. I just hate that they're having to do so much for so many consoles. I still believe that Cyberpunk 2077 should have just launched for PS5 and Xbox Series X. You know what I'm saying? And PC. Um, even though these 
like PS4 and Xbox One are going to be supported over the next physical year and a half or so. I just think that it would have been better for them to focus that time just on like two versions of the game or three versions of the game compared to nine versions of the game, which is nuts. But Bolts, say your piece. Um, CD Project Red. Um, do everything you can to make sure this game is what it's supposed to be. I don't care about time frame. I don't care about anything. Yes, was I upset that I couldn't play it? Absolutely. But that's just me being the fanboy I am. Um, take your time. Uh, make sure the game is what it's supposed to be. Make sure the game works the way it's supposed to be. Make sure all consoles can play it the way it's supposed to be. You know, um, this is this, this you know this is that 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 junction between between the current gen and next gen consoles where you have to do this and you've got to do this. You've got to make sure this game plays smoothly on the on 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 the one on the one S all the way up to the Series X and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, same thing with PlayStation. Um, PC stated it, it it takes a lot a lot of time and a lot of effort. And as long as you're out there and you're continually just to make this game better and better and better and better. So when I get my hands on it as soon as possible, and it is a fluid piece of wonderfulness, that's all I care about. You could tell me, you could sit there and tell me, hey, instead of 21 days, it's going to be 61 days. And you know what I would do? For so 61 days, I would have played Valhalla. So, in all reality, it doesn't really matter. Take your time. Make sure this game is great. Your fans want it to be great. You have put nothing but greatness out there. So, continue to do your thing, CD. And we will wait patiently and anxiously. So, good on you, Cyberpunk. Good on you, CD Project Red. Make it great. Donald Trump approves this. I'll just uh, I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> I look at me. Look, I saw your face. I was like, I'm fixing to say it. I'm fixing to say it. And he, he doesn't support Trump. Just let everyone know that. No, I don't support Trump or Biden. Yeah. So, um, I voted for me. You did. I did. Yeah. I wrote my name down and everything. I don't know if they accepted it, but <laughs> I'm there. You're like I wrote it in crayon. So, who knows? <clears throat> But, I mean, I agree with you. I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I just think that, like, I just hate that the game has had to been pushed off again. Because this is, like, what, the third or fourth? Third? The third pushback? Yep. yep. Major pushback? And it's not really major. It's just by a month. So, who knows? And but, if, anything, uh, but, if anything, it's going to help me. Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, fuck. Well, Assassin's not even Creed that. comes out. Well, yeah, comes and that's out, another that thing to think out. about it. Maybe they pushed it back to help the sales because it's going to come out and launch at the same time as COD and Valhalla. Yeah, that's whenever it was going to launch. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it'll it'll boost the sales. You know, after COD is out there for a month, Valhalla is out there for a month. You know, people have been playing the games for a month. Christmas is around the, around the corner. Like, hey, let's dive into something bigger and and possibly better. Yeah. Which is Cyberpunk twenty seventy. And bro, listen, it's Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is going to be a fucking awesome. Game. It will be. It will it's going to be great. It's going to be extremely expansive. Um, but. You, you know, will never finish it. <laughs> I know. I, I think I'll finish Cyberpunk I, I because it's a too. different type of game that, like, what The Witcher right, is. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, The Witcher is a great game. Witcher is so in depth. It's a great bro. game, but fucking shit. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir, Rebub. I think the fact that Cyberpunk is like first person and it's got that shooter feel, I think I'll play it a little bit more in depth. Because, hey, man, listen, I'll even say, like, Red Dead is a great fucking game, but oh my God. God, was it time consuming? Oh my God! And then third person, like you could play the game first person, of course, but third person, 
and doing all these uh, it was just a lot man. it is a good a thing that red dead had an amazing story yeah i would have slit my own wrist <laughs> Um, so next up, our next segment that we're going to talk about a little bit, pretty more, pretty in depth, because I think me and Bolts have got some comments about this. Uh, Xbox uh, head Phil Spencer um, has made some comments on a renewed decision to uh, a renewed dedication to single player games and even more studio acquisitions. So this article was done by Liana Rupert. So big shout out to Liana. She's awesome. She's amazing. Good job, lady. Yeah, keep up the amazing work. Now part of the Game Informer team. Look at you. How you doing? Um, so in a recent interview with Game Reactor, <clears throat> Spitzer opened up about some decisions over the last few years. He said, If I think back during the early Xbox One years and even late in the Xbox 360 years, at the time we as a company didn't invest enough in our creative capabilities with our studios, and it shows. Now, the thing with game production is that it takes a lot of time. So if you uh, if you underinvest, it actually doesn't show up next year or even the next two years, maybe three, four, five years down the road. He also added, "I had this feeling or belief that we were underinvesting, and I had uh, and I was head of first party, so I felt I felt it directly because he was head of first party studios at that yes, time. He so he was kind of like, oh well, what the fuck have I been doing? You know what I'm saying? And uh, he then stated." I wanted to, uh, to invest more, and we weren't able to. So whenever I got into this job, I needed to put the business into a good space while getting the support um, of the company. And then we built a business model that um, prioritized um, in investing into content, knowing that we would have to invest early and wait for a bit to have those investments pay off. Um so I think this is a I think this is a very clear point that he made. He also stated, uh, "So for first party, I would like us to kind of experiment with different models because I don't think we want to be uh, want to be beholden as an industry to one model to rule them all. If if we ever really, oh, I'm sorry, if we were everything, we would be uh, Jesus Christ. If where everything would be free to play because free to play is certainly the biggest business model on the planet today, not even close. But I don't want us to think about it in just one business model style. I think we want gamers to have the choice of how to engage uh, and play in those games um, while they're playing them. Which, basically what he's trying to say with my broken English um, <laughs> uh, is, hey, listen. When I was head of first party studios, we had a lot of things going on and I was just kind of like, oh, we're good. And then I started looking back and was like, no, we're not good. We're not. We, you know, we have competition, even though I say it's not competition, we have competition with, with studios like Sony that are having, that are cranking out first party games like out the ass. And they're cranking out not just first party games, but first party visceral experiences. Um, and you you can tell that with with games like God of War, with the Uncharted series, with uh, Infamous, with Ghost of Tsushima, with The Last of Us, um, and and even when you go into like kind of single hit games like Bloodborne and and all this other stuff, you know there was a lot of games that launched on PlayStation that were huge first party titles. 
huge exclusives. Even when you move into later titles like Marvel Spider-Man, which is a fucking huge series, to, especially to bag as an exclusive. Then you move into games like Ratchet and Clank as well, that not only were big for Sony in the early years, but having a relaunch model um, and making it so big that you end up making a movie out of it, and now it's going to be one of the biggest games on the PlayStation 5 when it launches because of visuals, because of gameplay, and because we know these characters that have been built up over the last couple of years. Then you also comment on things like Ghost Toshima. Bolt said it on the last episode. Ghost of Tsushima Legends and the way that they have launched this game, it builds it up to where you're like, why would you not want to have a series out of this? You know, like as mega as a game as it is, as beautiful as a game as it is, why would you not want to have it as a first party studio, uh, first party game that that studio is continuously cranking out over the next, you know, four to five years? Um, so I feel that Phil Spencer is. And we've seen this over the last couple of years. He is reverting his ideology because back in the day he did, you know, Xbox made comments that they were kind of like, well, you know, single player games aren't really where it's at right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like at that time, their focus was more multiplayer experiences and, um, and, and social experiences and having, you know, being able to play with your friends and whatever. But now gamers are like, okay, well, you know, it's 2020. And we have these consoles that are going to be able to do CGI-style graphics. So we want a, a story experience. We want something that is going to hold us uh, hold us in and strap us in for you know 30 to 100 hours. And it just be like, you can only play this on Xbox. Um, and I think that they're heading in the right direction. By buying the studios that they bought, having studios like Bethesda under their umbrella now, um, you're going to get those experiences. I do think it is very far overdue, though. Um, absolutely, and, and and all you have to do is is go back many many years um, and look at the Xbox 360. Now, the Xbox 360, when it first launched, launched, excuse me, um, launched. it had it had the exclusives, it had the first party, it had the Bioshocks and the Mass Effects and the Gears and the Halos and stuff like that. I mean, those four games right there. I mean, Mass Effect launched an entire series of of greatness. You know, Bioshock launched a series of greatness. You know, Halo is what it is from the original Xbox. Gears was greatness. You know, yeah. And and those and those four series, just like just like your la just like um, Uncharted, your God of Wars, your Last of Us, and 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 so on and so forth. Those could sell consoles. Those games. You know. Uh, excuse me. Even Fable, you know, Fable, Fable Three came out on the Xbox 360. Yeah. So I mean, you had the names, you had the titles, and then after that, you know, Bioshock ended up uh, since it was also EA, um, ended up going to a uh, uh, multi-platform. I mean, a multi-console. You know, years later, Mass Effect after it was bought by EA, excuse me, Bioshock was 2K. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect. Uh, Microsoft sold. Uh, their the parts, rights, yeah. the rights, and then EA bought in with Bioware, and they made they made it multi console. So I mean, at, at the beginning, Mass Effect was 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 great. It was it was it was a gem. It was it was greatness, and you just let it go. You know the same yeah. thing with Bioshock. You had you had the exclusive rights to Bioshock. You could have had a Bioshock two and an Infinite exclusive to the Xbox One yep. and the Xbox three hundred and sixty or whatever. You could have had the, the an entire great trilogy that saga 
that is Mass Effect exclusive to Xbox. You know, you quit making Fable out to Fable 3 for, you know, I, I'm sure you had to come up with new storylines or whatever. You continue to make Gears, which was which which w very beneficial. You continue to make Halo, which was very beneficial. But those were the only two series that even remotely tried to carry an entire generation. Yeah. And you can't do that. <clears throat> you absolutely can't do that. Yeah. Um, and in 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 order for you, for you know Phil Spencer and 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 Microsoft to really to really come out over top, uh, I mean over you know over the head on on this next gen of consoles, they're gonna have to really you know like he said he didn't invest enough. You're gonna have to put your you got to put your money where your mouth is because you're going out and you're buying all these companies. You're going to have to put something exclusive out there. You're going to have to put one, two, three, even possibly four titles that is nothing but Microsoft. Yep. You're going to have to because because Sony during the PS4 generation has has just just planted that root in that seed and that bitch is growing. It is, bro. It's and, and it's it's doing nothing but providing shade for for what our console is. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to get above that tree, that oak, that you know, you're gonna have to grow Microsoft. Yeah, and you're gonna have to do it soon. Yeah, because you know they have studios. They have three four three World's Edge, uh, the Coalition, Compulsion Games, Double Fine, uh, the Xbox Game Publishing Studios, uh, the uh, Initiative, uh, uh, in uh, whatever that is. Uh, in Exile or whatever entertainment, Mojang, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, uh, Playground Games, Rare, Turn Ten, Undead Labs, and then now you have Tango GameWorks, you have id Software, you have Machine Games, you have Bethesda Games Studios, so you have Zenimax Online, so you have all these studios that are lined out. Basically, it's it's like Xbox is the lunchroom. And all the studios are the students standing there with their trays, like, "Hey, you know, like." No, absolutely. Yeah. When is it? When is it our turn to give people the food that they need? So, the, and 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 I mean this in the best way. Like Xbox is Xbox is now in the position to to rule the games industry. They are in a position now that they can literally rule the games industry, no matter how awesome and cool i know that playstation 5 exclusives are going to be they have enough ammunition in their clip that they can literally rule the games industry it's just the fact of the matter of as phil spencer said that investment paying off and, and it's not something that's going exactly. to happen tomorrow and, and the sad part about it you're sitting there naming all those all those companies and all those those industries and developers and 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 all of that jazz and you sit there and you look at it you know a couple years ago they bought one of the biggest <laughs> companies with the most players online servers and whatever and that was my and, and that was mojong yeah you know and then you had a chance to to corner that market and you didn't you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying Minecraft would have been a huge seller for for consoles by all means, yeah. because more people play Minecraft on PC than they do on consoles, hands down. But you had a chance to, you know, for instance, Minecraft Dungeons. You know, yeah, it's not a huge game by any means, but it is a huge company played by a lot of fucking millions of people. Oh yeah, bro. So you could you, that that could have been a small exclusive for a company that you purchased, but you made it multi-platform, mm -hmm. and then. You know what I'm saying? So they, they've really got to think about what they truly own and what they can truly do and what they can truly make their own. 
yeah. they're going to have to. Well, I mean, and you look at some of the studios, you know, you, you got Turn 10 and Playground, which have mainly been wrapped around the Forza series. But then you have like Rare that's done all different types of games. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, go back and play Rare Replay and, and look at all the games that are logged and the IPs that are owned by Microsoft that are through Rare. Look at, you know, look at, you know, as a whole, like Playground, of course, is working on the new Fable. But I mean, look yeah! at uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> look at like Obsidian. I mean, Obsidian uh. is Obsidian, and and you you think about it now. Think I mean, honestly, think about it. They own Obsidian and they own Bethesda. There is no reason why we should not have Obsidian and Bethesda working together on a Fallout title. Fallout New Vegas was by far one of the best Fallout's to ever come out. And the fact that they launched the Outer Worlds, which is basically their own version of Fallout, and it was a fucking amazing game. It was really awesome. I mean, amazing. You have both of these studios under the same exact umbrella now. So come out with, even if it's not fa uh, even a Fable, even if it's not Fallout and it's something else, come out with something that's just fucking new and epic. It's unbelievable, you know? And of course... Of course, we're going to look at the bigger titles. Of course, yes, Halo is going to be Halo Infinite. I think is going to be a great game. The next uh, game in in the Gears saga is going to be a great game. You think about Elder Scrolls, and you think about you know Fallout. You think about Doom. You think about all these games. Yes, they're going to be amazing. Okay, but like Elder Scrolls, I, I said it on the last episode. Elder Scrolls, I would be really shocked if it's not an exclusive on Xbox. It would make no sense for them to put it on PlayStation. 100% agree. Because yeah. that would be just... If, if you did, then if, like... You know, you know in, in the last... And of course, not not the last, but the previous one um, showcase that Xbox had. You know, they they, 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 they played the teaser trailer for Fable. Yeah. Okay. That is that 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 that's your matriarch. That is your that is going to be your grasper for yeah. because we knew Halo was coming, we knew Gears was going to come, and so on and so forth. We had no idea that Fable was going. We had an idea that it could possibly be working on, but I needed that shit last year. But that's yeah. a totally different story. So you have the matriarch that is Fable. Now you need something that hook, line, and sinker. And if you got Bethesda, that hook, line, and sinker is going to be Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And if you don't use that to your benefit, then. I'm not saying you're completely dumb as a company, but what the fuck? I mean, even if, <laughs> even if, even if they did it as a timed exclusive, if they did it as like, hey, this is going to be exclusive on Xbox for two years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, cool. Great. You locked up the market for two years, but I still feel that they, I think they're 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 using their words kindly right now. Phil Spencer is looking at it. And he's like, "Hey, you know, well, we can. It's a case by case basis." But like, why not? Shit, you own the studio now, bro. Exactly. So why not make every Bethesda title exclusive on Xbox? Why not? I mean, and honestly, and I mean this in a really nice way because I'm a PlayStation fanboy. But if I was like at Microsoft, I'd be like, "Fuck PlayStation. We own Bethesda now. We own Bethesda." Why would we not have those titles exclusive on our console? Those are fucking console selling games. Like those games literally out there. If if someone has a PS5 and it's announced and it's like Elder Scrolls 6 
will be exclusive on Xbox and it will never come to PlayStation, then any Bethesda fan that does not have an Xbox and doesn't have a PC, they're going to say, well, fuck, I got to go buy an Xbox now. Well, absolutely. And and, and, and that's, what they, that's what they've got to look at and they've got to really, really think so they, about. They've got the fucking nuke. You know, the, they and, just got to enter in the codes. Exactly, that's it. That's it, man. <laughs> you know, and and like I said, you know, when, when they announced the teaser for Fable, that was that shock and awe. That was that moment. Ah, now you put the fucking artillery shell and you blow that shit up, and yeah. you and and you you have you have some of the you have the greatest of companies. You, you, you underground from Forza. You got Ninja Theory. You got Obsidian. You got Bethesda. I mean, you have the companies to make your system fucking platinum, straight yeah. up. Yeah, I agree. Just pull the trigger. That's it. I, I like. I'm glad. I, I've always said this. I'm not the type of person that's for console wars at all. I don't like it. I just think everybody should just chill and play games. But at the same time, I also look at it in the competitive market of like, hey, what is going to sell your console? What is it like? What can Bolt and I argue about? Exactly. <laughs> no, but like I, I, you know, I've said it yeah, on multiple absolutely. episodes now. I have to buy an Xbox because I know. I know that if Phil Spencer and the Xbox team is in the right mindset, then all these major Bethesda titles will be exclusive on Xbox, and that has sold me on an Xbox. I don't care if I don't like the controller. I don't care if I don't like that they don't have themes. I don't care if I I don't like the fact that I got to spend another $500 on a console. It's going to be done because I love Bethesda games. And now that they have... They're, they have their hand in the cookie jar, then shit. I'm just going to tell them, take all the fucking cookies, and That's I'll just it. wait until you give me one. You know what I'm saying? So, um, But, you know, that's our two segments talk, our two top talking segments for today. Um, and I really do feel that me and Bolts are in the same exact mindset on, on the old, old exclusivity. Um, it is definitely going to happen. So if you're out there... Um, I got to say uh, a little point right here. Uh, Andrea Renee, I'm shouting you out right now. I've got to agree with Danny Pena. These games, Bethesda titles, will be exclusive on Xbox. I, I don't see how they wouldn't be. And especially now with Phil Spencer having that comment come out and say, hey, listen, um, I really believe that single-player games is where we're where we have lacked before in the past, and where we have to move into now. With him making that comment, that solidifies it. You know what I'm saying? These games will be exclusives, no question. So, um, moving on from that, we're actually going to be talking about next-generation consoles, um, and I'm going to kind of talk about the news a little bit, and then I want Bolts to kind of go into the details on on certain things. So Ubisoft uh, has announced the benefits of playing Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and more on PS5 and Xbox Series X. So um, on the 26th, they released a PR kind of, uh, I guess, a post that talked about next generation and all of the great goodies that will come with the PS5, Xbox Series X, and X versions of the game. So Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Legion actually comes out tomorrow, and it's really weird to see this, but like you know, it's launching for Xbox One, PS4, Stadia, Amazon Luna, PC, next generation consoles as of Xbox Series X and S as well. So that's a lot of stuff that it's going to be launching on. 
but with these uh with this little pr thing that they they released they kind of released the details of what versions of the game will have what features so like for instance i'll talk real quick about watchdogs watchdogs for xbox series x and s will have uh it says legions will fully benefit from the hardware uh, hardware accelerated ray tracing on the new xbox series x and s um and it'll also um this will intensify the graphics of the game making it one of the best ways to play so you're gonna have uh you're gonna have faster frame rates you're gonna have better visuals as well as it says right here, Microsoft and the game teams allow the games to unlock the power of the Xbox Direct Storage, meaning load times have been massively reduced, allowing for for smoother world traversal and faster loading times than we have ever seen before. Now on PlayStation 5, it says ray tracing on pay, PlayStation 5 will be immersive. Players in a will be will immerse players into the city of of full digital screens, holograms, and neon lights, while players can also take advantage of the Tempest 3D audio engine to bring London to life like never before. Thanks to the ultra-high-speed SSD, load times will be dramatically reduced, allowing for uh, for even quicker fast travel, seamless high-speed direct uh, drives across London, and... The adaptive triggers will be enabled for a visceral feeling of high-tension moments. And lastly, if you have the PS4 copy of the game, you can upgrade it to PS5 for no additional cost. So, <clears throat> moving on from that, we got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we got Immortals Phoenix Rising, and all this other stuff. Now, Bolts. Yo, what up, Far Cry 6 as well. Um, you know, Just Dance. Republic. 2021. Just Dance. Um... <laughs> With this, yes, with yes. this announcement and whatever else, from the details that you read earlier, what are you feeling? Okay, um, th this is kind of something I've been thinking about, and and just reading over articles and and everybody's previews that's that's been able to get their hands on some of the systems and the games and and what they've seen through the, through the games themselves. Um, this is what I this is what I believe with the Xbox Series X and the Series S, you're getting a Big, strong, powerful console. Um, it's going to do everything you want it to do and much more as far as graphics cap capability, as storage, load times, um, game physics, ray tracing, all of that jazz. You're going to get a beast of a system, and, and, and of, of a console. And that's truly what I believe. You're getting the body, the, the, the beating heart, the lungs, the nervous system. That is going to be the Series X. It is going to, it's, it's, it's going to be, I, and, and don't take this the wrong way by what I say. I think it'll be a little bit more powerful than the PS5. And and that's just because whatever I, what I feel the Xbox is doing, what Microsoft is doing with the Xbox. Now, if you are a, a glitz, a glam, a bells and whistles and swag and platinum and diamonds and all of that jazz, the PS5 is where it's going to be at. Everything outside that console to the controller to the um, the possible of um, ex changing the, the the plates and stuff like that the 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 audio and stuff like that the bells and whistles 
PlayStation Five will have that unlock, and it's gonna be it's 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 great because because yeah. these consoles are gonna are two gonna be two different things, but they're gonna be the same thing at the same time. Yeah, and it's really 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 awesome to see the different variances between the X and the Five. You got the bells and whistles. You got the beating heart. The construction of it all is it's 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 awesome. It yeah. really is. It really is because up until this point. I think most of everyone has just kind of thought, okay, well, both of these consoles are pretty similar. They're not. You know? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> the Xbox is going to be able to be a powerhouse console. That's exactly it's, it's what gonna, it is. It's going to, like, 4K, up to 8K, ray tracing, 60 frames to 120 frames per second, visually stunning. PlayStation 4. 8K or 4K up to 8K. PlayStation 5. 60 frame or PlayStation 5, sorry. <laughs> Uh, PlayStation 5 is going to have, you know, 4K to 8K graphics. They're going to have, you know, 60 frames and 120 frames. Um, it's going to it's gonna look fantastic. There's going to be some games that are going to have ray tracing, and I'm very excited about it. One thing that I look at is like what Bolt's talked about when it comes down to, to vi- like visceral game experiences. When you compare the Xbox to the PlayStation... What I feel that is going to be the differentiating factor is the 3D, the Tempest 3D audio and the haptic feedback in these controllers on like DualSense. The glitz and glam, baby. The glitz and glam. So I saw some videos and some impressions on the 3D audio and a lot of people are saying it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's nuts. You know, it's basically one of the coolest features of the PlayStation 5 outside of the DualSense controller is the fact that you're going to have 3D immersive audio that you're not going to just hear it directly in your ear. It's going to be an experience to where you hear it surrounding you. As you, like, for instance, in uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it will have 3D audio. So as you run through this world, you're not just going to hear, you know, some people kind of running up on you or whatever else. Like I can be looking at a, another tribe or whatever else and I can hear them from a distance. Or if I'm running away from, I'll hear the chatter behind my fucking head. Like I'm, I'm actually there. Um, then you, whenever you move in to games like um, Immortal Phoenix Rising, you're going to have the, the Tempest 3D audio, which is going to be great. But you're also going to have the haptic feedback on your controllers, um, which is going to be so fucking cool. Um, it says right here, I may be wrong. Let's see. Audio experience. Well, maybe that's not going to be on on um, on that. But I know I, there was one of them I saw that I swear to God, I thought it said that it was going to have the haptic feedback. <laughs> Either way. Yes, it says it right here in... Immortals Phoenix Rising, DualSense haptic feedback will, will be part of the experience. Experience incredible fast load times and feel the game like you've never felt before. So I watched a video of someone playing the Astros Playroom, and um, the dude was freaking out. His name is, uh, their channel is Skill Up, and um, he's pretty in the middle whenever it comes down to consoles and how he feels about all the games and systems or whatever else. But he actually got to try the DualSense controller, and he was just shocked by it. He was like, you know, when the when the demo loaded up, you 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 saw this blue line kind of go across, and you saw it on your controller as well with the light. And as it went across, you actually felt the rumble move from left to right, um, and it went you know lighter to softer and all this other stuff. But then he said, 
And I was like, oh, that's a cool little feature. But then he got into the game. And whenever he started playing in the game, he said there was one instance that I was swimming. And I actually felt it felt like I was swimming. He said, then it felt like when, when I jumped up, I was on a glass surface. He said, and as my character ran his little nubby feet across the area, I, I actually felt it. He said, it wasn't just kind of like a little tap with, um, Oh, well, there's a little vibration here and there while he's moving. He said, it, it, it actually felt like he was running across that surface or when he was running in the, the, the beached area, he felt the um, he felt the the kind of like gritty vibration from the sand and stuff like that. Or, for instance, and I thought this was really really cool. They, as he said, you know, you could feel it on there. There was one little area that he was actually zipping up this one like suit, and you use the touchpad to zip it up. So as he pushed his thumb upwards on the touchpad, he not only heard the audio, he felt every clip. So as he was zipping up that one little area, he literally felt the clips as they were going while he was pushing his finger up. Or, for instance, when he was pulling stuff, he was pulling it with the right um, R2 controller trigger. And when he was pulling it with that, he actually felt the resistance on it. And he felt the vibration of it. And, for instance, he had a springy character that he was holding down. And as he was pushing R2 to hold the character down, as he was directing the character and releasing it, he said it felt like he was releasing a spring from his finger, which was nuts. And um, he said that that was a game changer for him. He, he felt that it made the game feel so real as he was playing. Um, go ahead, Bolts. No, I was I was going to ask the 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 Sony 3D audio that that's that's just through the headsets, correct? Uh, yes, and somewhat. Okay. Yeah. The, because because I was reading because I, I wanted to do, I was doing a little research about the uh, about um, <clears throat> excuse me, Sony is using um, it's a uh, Sony shit. Microsoft is gonna ha- it's gonna have the capability of the Dolby Atmos and the spatial audio technology. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and of course the, the 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 Dolby Atmos and spatial technology is basically an enhanced version of surround sound. You got to have at least seven mm-hmm. speakers. You know, subwoofer, all that, all that wonderful jazz, and but I, that, that's why I was asking about the 3D audio. If that is, if that is portrayed through a surround sound, is also because you know, you, you see, I what don't, I'm saying? I don't know, I okay. don't know. I just know that it says on here, it says on PS5, you'll be able to experience 3D audio with the headphones that many of you already own. So that's actually through the console. It says either the USB connection to the console or by plugging your headphone in directly to the DualSense wireless controller 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. So that's not just the the audio headset. So like the headset I have, the PlayStation right, headset right, I already right, have, right. I can use that and and directly get the 3D audio. So I that's something that is built into the system. Okay, then well I, I read a little bit further on some articles. They are they um the Sony They're 3D audio is currently optimized for only headphones, but they are trying to work on a TV speaker and surround sound systems. See, the Dolby Atmos is straight up through the yeah. surround sound. Oh, totally, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. And it and listen, it's it's that's a great well, I thing. I was just kind of curious. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm saying that that's a great thing that they're going to have that aspect with Dolby Atmos. And that's only going to be on Xbox. It's not going to come to any other console. So this is PlayStation's version of that. Um, but like what you said, the one good experience is that you will also be able to get that experience through your headphones. Is, it, is that, that's what I that's what I was saying through 
the and the only bad thing about the Dolby Atmos is you've got to have the setup. Yeah. If you ain't got the setup, it doesn't fucking really matter. Yeah. You've got to you've got to have the speakers. You've got to have the the compatibility. You've got to have all the all, all that jazz for the Dolby Atmos. Um, but the but like I said, the the, the audio tempest that Sony is going to use um, through the headset um, is is really really a wonderful thing. It truly yeah, is. it really is. And um, as I said too, with the DualSense controller, the haptic feedback is. Um, is going to be huge, bro. I mean, it really is. You know, all these people out there, like this article I just connected to is Tom's Guide. DualSense, PS5 DualSense is one of the coolest controllers ever made. He says his hands-on impressions that during my time in the colorful, cool spring levels on, um, what did he play, Astro's Playroom, he says, I've encountered a ton of different gameplay scenarios that were evident, uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, that were brought by Sony's immersive new control he said for example the grainy rattle of an in-game sandstorm perfectly matched the little pellet vibrations that i felt on the controller as did the sound of ice scraping with the stumble glide sensation that you feel on the controller the haptic these haptics provide especially immersive uh, experiences every time i pulled the rope in a game the controller did a great job of simulating a feeling of resistance every time you yanked it through the r2 or l2 uh, uh, buttons speaking of resistance the controller's adaptive triggers took a center stage when i jumped onto the spring loaded robot suit Swiping up on the touchpad to zip myself up and actually feeling the zipper on the touchpad was a truly outstanding feeling. While I was suiting up, the triggers took far more pressure than normal to uh, to use, successfully replicating the feeling and pushing down on the spring and releasing it to send myself flying. Once again, the sound effects and haptic feedback complemented each other with a springy side-scrolling platformer that was in this game perfectly. Also had to tilt the dual sense left and right to get Astro in uh, to his designation, and this just made the physical gameplay experience even better. While Astro's Playroom largely positions itself as a tech demo, it also is a simply fun game that is roughly around five hours from what I'm what I saw earlier. But like what Bolt said, this is the differentiating factor between both of these consoles. Like if you don't give a shit about motion controls and if you want a Whatever. box with a controller with some power and some strength, go for your Xbox. Yeah, if you want something, <laughs> I mean, I think the Xbox is going to be a great console. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. But you know, Sony, like I, I've said this before on PS PS4, and, and they've they've always tried this stuff. You know, they tried it with PS3 with with the DualShock or the what was it called? Six axis, six axis controller, <laughs> where you can fly dragons. You can fly dragons that didn't <laughs> fucking work correctly. <laughs> They've always gone to the next level trying new things. So this DualSense controller, from what they're saying, is a fucking game changer, bro. The DualSense controller is literally, from what they're saying, is going to be a very big selling point for not just games, but for the console. Um, and the also the visuals of the controller. The size is better. The design is really cool. The stuff on the bottom, it's not just smooth edge shit right. on the bottom. It's right. actually PlayStation symbols on the bottom that will help you grip the controller better. better. And um, I don't know, man. I just think this is going to be a really cool fucking add-on feature that oh, fuck yeah, a lot of people are not really thinking about. There's probably Absolutely. people that are buying the PlayStation 5 
to play Miles Morales and you know Demon Souls, and they're not thinking about the added touch of the DualSense controller the, the and the 3D whistles, bro. So I think it's really cool too too that you don't have to go out and buy a hundred dollar headset to experience the 3D audio. You could literally use the headset that you have at the house and experience it. Exactly. And, and and going back to that whole 3D audio, because because to me, sound immersing yourself in the sound of a video game is 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 almost as just important as just sitting there playing the damn thing. Oh yeah. You you want you want to experience you want to experience all of that. <laughs> and I was looking at the whole setup for the uh for you know the 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 headset that comes with the with the uh website with the website and so on and so forth. And and if you if you want that true Dolby Atmos and spatial technology surround sound, you're going to spend close to about 25 to 3000 dollars if you get the right equipment. So, it is a little cheaper as far as the headset goes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, so the next topic, we're actually going to skip one topic because it's pretty much somewhat the same thing. PS5 pre-sold as many units within 12 hours in the U.S. as PS4 did during 12 weeks of pre-orders. So it says Sony has said it is seeing a very considerable jump in demand for the PS5 via pre-orders. Pre-orders for the PS5 are through the roof, apparently, according to Sony Interactive's boss, Jim Ryan. According to Rutgers, uh, it says Sony pre-sold as many PS5 units the first 12 hours in the U.S. as it did the first 12 weeks of pre-orders for the PS4. The demands are express, uh, The demand as expressed by the level of pre-orders has been very, very considerable. Um, it may... Says it may be that not everyone wants to buy the PS5 on launch date. Um, we'll be able to find one. That's the one thing is that there's a lot of people out there that pre-ordered the console that may not be able to get the PS5, um, and we've seen that with a lot of places out there um, that have been canceling pre-orders. Yes. Um, so I've been very lucky that I haven't been one of those people that have had my PS5 pre-order canceled um, because I got. Oh, I'd be fucking pissed, bro. Oh, yeah. oh, I would be pissed. Yeah, I, I would. Someone would die. <laughs> it says um, that said. Ryan did add that the company is working very hard to ensure that there are enough enough when it comes down to supply and demand during the upcoming shopping season. Many places sold out of PS5 pre-orders within minutes, but hopefully Sony will have more available very soon. Um, so that's a pretty big feat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you sold more consoles in the first 12 hours, or you pre got pre-ordered more consoles in the first 12 hours of it being live compared to the first 12 weeks of the PS4 um, being pre-orderable um, years ago. I mean, do you think those numbers will attest when it comes down to sales as well? I mean, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do. I do. Um, because, you know, especially... After the pre-orders and stuff like that and the console launches, launches and all that jazz, you know, people are going to start, you're going to go to your friend's house who has one, you're going to see it play. And yeah, I, th I, think, I think the sales are just going to continue to to roll for PS5. I really do. You know, I just, I, I, Xbox will, will, will gradually, you know, have some ground with that. But PlayStation 5, as, as, as fast and as quick as the pre-orders went, and then the second wave of pre-orders went, as many people was waiting. Yeah, the, the sales are going to be outrageous for it. It really is. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I don't think this has, I don't think this is going to take anything away from Xbox, what they're going to do and the consoles they're going to sell and whatever. 
but we could possibly see we could possibly see Sony and Xbox just doing their own thing this coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to see I really do feel that when you in the era that we are in now, I feel that we are going to have people that are going to be buying the PlayStation 5 because wow, look how fucking crazy it looks. Look how different it is. You know, look look at the DualSense controller, look at the 3D audio. And then I think there's going to be people that are going to be like, yeah, Xbox has got a different look to it, but I know Xbox and I know that it's going to have some great games. You know what I'm saying? So you know how I feel. I think the Xbox uh, Series X looks great, but I do think the PlayStation 5 looks better. Um, A lot of people think it looks really weird, but I'm glad that they went with this fucking weird, unique look. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about you. I haven't really. Me me personally, I, I don't really care what the damn thing looks like. I really don't. I mean, it's just one. So of you're telling things. me if it looked like a circle with, and it had like a big hole in the middle of it, like it looked like a dish, you would you would be like, oh, cool. Does it play my games? <laughs> you know, that's the difference between you and me, Bolt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need I need I need my shit just to play and let me play it. Let 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 me run through it smoothly. Don't die on me. Let me. Yeah, that's what I need. And I need a rechargeable battery for my Xbox controller if that's possible. Microsoft. Uh, yeah. Do the new ones come with rechargeable? Fuck out! I ain't, I ain't seen nothing about it. I don't it. think so, bro. Fucking dicks. Yeah, I think that they, I think they come with. Uh, I think they, you have to put batteries in them. Um, so, and that's another thing too is like the PlayStation Five. It has USB Type C, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good because it's faster charging, and I can literally just use my phone charger for it and not yep. have to worry about. I could throw away all the other fucking stupid USB um, charges that I have at the house. So. Moving on to the next topic, those Silent Hill PS5 reboot rumors are, from what they're saying, credible. Um, kind of funny's Irman Khan actually had stated that these reports are credible and said, if Sony's also making a Silent Hill, which we don't know that they are, those are just rumors, I would assume that Sony's not part of Kojima, uh, the Kojima's project. If they are making a separate Silent Hill-like game, who knows, really? The industry is... Uh, is the industry's been weirder than than that in that perspective. But I do think uh, that these rumors are credible. And I know that people who are rumored to be involved in Silent Hill are working on games right now. So the sources that he has talked to um, are, are saying that they are working on something. And those people that are working on it are known for working on Silent Hill games. So... Being the horror fan that you are, Bolts, do you yes. want to see Silent Hill come back in all of its glory? Um, I do, and I want it better, and I want it scarier. Um, I want something You're like, that, that's it. I'm, <laughs> right. I want something that I'm sitting there, and my my palms get all clammy because I'm going around this corner. I'm expecting something to pop out, and then when I get there, nothing pops out, and I'm like, motherfucker. And then it pops out. You know, <laughs> just, that's what I want. I, I want that that anticipation that yeah. you know, walking through the, the 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 darkened room where you can barely see what's in the distance, and, and you know, it's, it's it's a nurse twitching with its, you know, yeah, or it's it's the upside down man crawling around his back with his hands and knees and doing, you know, <laughs> pyramid heads walking around doing his thing, a little, little siren deep, head, yeah, and all that shit. All, yeah. All, yeah. D- d- Demon babies roll. I was I, about to say dick. <laughs> All this dick just rolling around. I'm like, excuse me? What Silent Hill game did you play that there's just like fucking flesh dick rolling around? Oh 
Now that would be horrifying. I'm right. like, is that is that a penis? It's like, <laughs> 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 oh, but uh, but yeah, I I want I would love for it to come back. You know, as you've seen in the remakes of Re- of Resident Evil and and you've seen the success of 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 uh, Outlast and yeah. the Evil Within and and so and, and some of the good even Dead Space on the 360 and stuff oh, like bro. that. You know those jump scares that that anticipation. You know, especially on Dead Space, you know, you walking around, you got the fucking clawing ass alien drop falling out of the ceiling and just chopping your ass to bits. I miss that. I want that. I want yeah. that anticipation, that anxious, that 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 mm, on that the grit, edge of your you know, type exactly shit. the grit. So yeah, absolutely, bring it back and bring it back good. And you know, I I really thought that we were going to get that when when Konami released the PT demo, like oh, yeah. at E3 that year, they released it. I played it and I was like, fuck this game. You know, <laughs> I really thought we were going to get it, and of course, you know, it got canceled because Kojima Productions was supposed to be helping on it and all that other shit. Um, and plus, it had Daryl in it, bro. I mean come on you know <laughs> but either way um I, I agree with you bolts i want a horror game that's gonna push me to the fucking limits and um and if they can come back with a silent hill game that put that literally makes me leave the lights on at the house mm-hmm. I, I i want that you know what i'm saying like i i, I felt somewhat like that with resident evil 7 <clears throat> Because it was a it was a pretty scary game. Oh yeah, especially it being first person. Yeah. So, um, but I I really want Silent Hill back. Uh, even if, if they do it as a reboot and it's like a retelling and it's just like fucking gory as fuck and like you see Pyramid Head like rip someone's skin sack off. Like I I want to be genuinely terrified when yeah. you hear the sirens. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's a first person experience, you're walking around, you hear the sirens, you see everything peeling up and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, please. Please, please bring back Silent Hill in all of its glory. So the next topic is kind of just a quick hit. Um, but it's it's weird though. Uh Gears 5 next gen update lets you play as um a recast Marcus Phoenix as Dave Batista. So the Gears 5 update adds a, a new Games Plus mode and new difficulties and all this other stuff, but it also adds the option to change Marcus Phoenix into Dave Batista. And, like, he is Marcus Phoenix, and the voiceover is done by Dave Batista, but it's Dave Batista. Which Dave uh, Davis has, has socially said, if they ever come out with a Gears of War movie, I want to play Marcus Phoenix. No questions asked. I mean, I think he would be good. No, at no, it, I, I really, I, I think, I think the the way Batista's filmmaking uh, roles have been going, I think he would be a good Marcus Phoenix. Oh yeah, bro, him playing um, Drax was like exactly, unbelievable, exactly. You know? exactly. But it's just weird. It's look, like it's so listen, weird that they're like, hey, I'm, you can play I'm, Batista. I'm, I'm looking at this picture, a side by side picture of of Marcus Phoenix and then Dave Batista, and the only thing that matches is the motherfucking eyes. Yeah. The you know Marcus Phoenix got the skinny nose, Batista's got this wide nose, Batista's got the short round face, Marcus Phoenix has got this long face with the deep chin. It's got Marcus Phoenix got these little bitty ears. Dave Batista's got these big old ears. It's just not. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. It's weird. It's le- weird. Le- le- leave Marcus alone. I think that they should have probably <laughs> updated them with like a beard. And like the scar and all that other stuff to kind of make him look at, le- at least a little bit more like yeah, Marcus I, Phoenix. Yeah, I just, I just don't. Le- le- leave what is not 
what, what's not broke don't fix marcus phoenix is a great character so just i mean i understand like if he were to play him in the movie Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if, cool. and, and if they were doing a a pre a prequel of a young Marcus Phoenix, young young Marcus Phoenix, I could see that. Yeah, but no, bro. But it's just weird. It's just weird. It's it like is. it's honestly, it's kind of like the the Spider Man oh PS5 update. They're like, hey, we're changing this, you know. And to me, I don't. I, I understand what they said. Their comments. They were like, hey, we just wanted to have somebody that would match the voice a little bit more. But at the same time, it's like. Ugh. I've already played the game. I've played it from start to finish as this guy. And even though when I played it, I was like, damn, he, you know, he's, he looks pretty old in the game. And now they have this updated guy, but the dude that they updated him with, he looks way too fucking young. At least have a middle ground. I don't know, man. But I mean, I I guess this is okay. I thought it was cool that they, they brought it out to where you could play multiplayer with Dave Batista. Yeah. They brought that out while back. Um, but like, I don't really know the reason for doing that. The coalition, uh, the coalition announced, um, that he was coming into the game and I was just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, there's probably some wrestling fans out there like, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. But I don't know, man, to me, that just doesn't make sense. Um, especially at the time, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe that's a, maybe that's letting us know that he may possibly be playing him in a. Uh, Netflix series or something like that, you know, possibly speaking of Netflix series as our last topic today, before we move into our ending show topic, Assassin's Creed live action series has been announced to be coming to Netflix. Bring it on, bro, bro, bro. I don't even know what to say. Netflix has announced it is developing a live action series based on Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed franchise. The companies will also partner up for animated and anime series based on this franchise as well which i am stoked about i am so stoked live action series cool i'll watch it i hope it's as good as like the witcher but animated series let me tell you something folks this is going to be fucking great because netflix animated series so far has been i mean unbelievable castlevania fucking amazing and then now if you haven't had a chance to watch it you gotta go watch it blood of zeus it's just launched it came out i think october 22nd and i think i'm on like episode eight and boy let me tell you something it is a great series it is literally it's about like you know the the greek gods and all this other shit and it has all the amazing goriness that was in castlevania so it's by the same uh netflix animated studio team so it's got that really cool like look to it 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 has the same type of animation style that was in castlevania um and i'm gonna tell you what man there is some fucking gore up in this bitch like people getting their fucking head stabbed um, people getting cut in half, legs and limbs and shit being gone. So if they come out with an animated series that's based around like Valhalla and shit like that or whatever, bro, I am going to be fucking stoked, Bolts. I'm going to be stoked. It's going to be so fucking awesome. No, absolutely. I, I would. Please I mean, watch Blood of Zeus. I, I'm actually fixing to. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching um, uh, Doro del Toro right now. Oh, that's you're about to say Dora <laughs> the Explorer. <laughs> um, I'm I'm fixing. I'll finish that up, and I'm I'm gonna watch uh, Blood of Zeus. Um, but uh, Netflix, man, bring it on, man. You're, you you've got some good things out there, and Netflix just keeps rolling the roost of streaming, I'm bro. You, man. 
Um, I, I and this is complete. While we're talking about Netflix, there's yeah. a there's a series that just came out uh, about an orphan girl called The Queen's Gambit. Uh-huh. About this orphan girl who learns to play chess. Uh-huh. It's fucking amazing, bro. It really and, and is. You know, and people could say what they want to about it, but I watched that. Um, I watched that Sherlock Holmes movie with old chick from, mm-hmm. and I, bro, I thought that was great. No, Nola Holmes. Nola Holmes. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. It was awesome. I, I was really surprised. It was awesome. Jeremy watched it, and I mean, there were some little quirky type right. of things to it, but I was really surprised. It was a really great movie. So. I'm just excited about it because of The Witcher. Let me say it like that because The Witcher series was fucking epic. Yeah. I mean, but, it but was it, wonderful. It really was. It. And I hope they find that 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 male actor that can play whatever. It's Henry Cavill again. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever actor they they can find, you know, to play that 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 assassin to whatever time frame that they're going to use. Um, I would like I kind of want them to use a time frame that hasn't been Great. What 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 time frame I, would you like to I see? I have no idea. I, I you know we we have we have the American Revolution. We've we've had um I guess you could say feudal Japan with that with that side scroll and shit that they put out there. We had India, we the uh, Russia, all all those three games were side scrolling. I mean, we we've had Egyptian, we've had um uh, you know, Roman times. We've So basically you're saying we've had everything that we need. Yeah, but there, there's something out there that I I, mean, I don't know if it, I necessarily not real real current. I, you know, I I don't want to see anything Wild Wild West on that. Um, uh, excuse me. No, no, no. Kiss my ass, bro. No. It would be great. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be. Oh, oh like a Western style Assassin's Creed series. No, bro. Yes, sir. No. Hell yeah, bro. No. Yes, I'm down. Fucking John Wayne out there. Bro, it's not a John Wayne. It's just the fact of it would be unbelievable, Bolts. No. A Western Assassin's Creed? Yes. Fucking hell yes, bro. But pick pick, pick something in history we we <laughs> haven't done yet. That everyone likes. I'm like, okay. Right. Bro. So um, I, I hope they really based the history. I, you know, if, if you want to even do modern, I could somewhat see it. Um, but don't go too modern. I want I want something history because that's what Assassin's Creed is. It's all about the history. So, yeah. um, bring it on. Um, to live action <laughs> anime. It doesn't matter. Just bring it. I think it'll be great. And ne- and like we said, Netflix has done some really really wonderful things. Um, yeah. in the past couple years with 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 the audiences that they have and the streaming and and, and the money flow, they have been. Man, they they've they've put their foot forward and has done some wonderful things, man. Mm, they really have, man. So, um, to end the show, since <laughs> Halloween is just a couple of days away, <laughs> we're going to talk about our top five horror games um, that just kind of stuck with us. Now, we've talked about this on the show before, um, but. I feel that there's been some games that I've played since then or some games that I've grown some appreciation for um, that I just kind of want to, you know, talk about. But, Bolts, do you want to go first you want me no, to go first? No, you go first. Okay, so um, I would probably say my number five has to be um, has to be The Suffering, which was on PS2. Um, in The Suffering... Players controlled Torque, a man who has been sent to Abbott State Penitentiary, uh, and Torque has been convinced or convicted and sentenced to death for murdering his ex-wife and two children, although he claims that he blacked out and he never did it. 
So um, with that said, Torque cells door a uh, cell door breaks. And he is freed upon captivity. Starting uh, starting from his cell, Torque traverses through the prison, attempting to escape the island. Dur during his journey, Torque finds monstrous set of, of beings that are on the island. And it just gets crazier and crazier from there. So I remember playing this on the PS2 and being totally fucking freaked out. There was really gory-ass fucking sections of the game. There were even characters that like had like legs and arms as knives yeah. that are swords. So like you'd be running down the hallway of the, of the jail and you would hear and like you turn around and you see nothing behind you, but you look up and the motherfuckers on the ceiling, like right above you. <laughs> and I mean, it was a fucking gory ass game. It actually came out in, um, 2004 on PS2 and Xbox and it was just a crazy fucking game. And what was nuts, too, is that those things with the knives, I think they had, like, fucking needles yeah. sticking out of their eyes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, which was, oh, my God. It scared the fuck out of me. It was a scary-ass fucking game. Um, I would probably say my number four has to be Resident Evil 7 uh, Biohazard. It was, um, it was a fucking creepy-ass game, dude. It really was first-person experience as well for a Resident Evil game, and as you as you traverse, you see creepier and creepier fucking things. The whole house scene at the beginning, whenever you're like at the table, oh, yeah, and dude. the motherfuckers are trying to feed you and shit like that, it was just fucking weird as shit, dude. I mean, it was it was something different. I, I can say that. Um, but then they added the VR support later. Um, for for PlayStation, they had the VR support. I'm pretty sure day one on um, on on PC, but it was just creepy, bro. It was really really creepy. So um, you definitely have to check it out. Resident Evil Seven is actually going to be part of the PlayStation Plus collection on PS5. So I'm definitely going to re-download that and play it again whenever I get my PS5 in the next few weeks. Um, then my number my number three is Outlast. Um, brought to you by Red Barrel Studios. Came out in 2013. The game revolves a freelance revolves around a freelance journalist, Miles Upshur, uh, who decides to investigate a remote hospital named Mount Massive Asylum located in the mountains of Lake, Kente uh, Lake County, Colorado. So we all know Outlast, okay? It's a fucked up first-person game. It has a lot of, like, anti you know religious creepy shit a little bit uh just a little bit <laughs> and fucking outlast too man right off the get-go that's that's what you hear and it, it really fucked me up so i'm gonna kind of wrap outlast one and two in the same exact you know top spot for top three um because both those games are just fucking horrifying dude I mean, really, really horrifying. Running through the asylum and seeing that big-ass motherfucker running at you. Trinity, bro. And then even in Trinity, it had the DLC to where that dude put you on the table and yeah. fucking, like, tried to cut your dick off uh -huh. and shit. Hell no. Yeah, and what was that? That was one of the, like, the first Halloween party we really had. Mm -hmm. we, we were all, like, sitting around watching that shit. And, like, Jesus was playing it. Yeah. Everybody's like, go to the left! Go to the left! <laughs> it was great. It was really, really great. Um, my number two, um, I would say is Dying Light. Um, Dying Light, although I, I haven't always, I've never really fully completed the game. It's yeah. one of those games that I really couldn't complete because yes, you traverse, 
yes, you you do this, you know, parkour aspect of the game, but bro, those nighttime zombies are something different, Bolts. Those nighttime zombies are something wicked. And it gets me excited for Dying Light 2. Although Dying Light 2 does not have a release date yet, it will be coming out on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Me and Bolts sat down and saw that dude play it, and it was it amazing. Look. Look, I know I anticipate CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077. I'm a, va- a, a vivid Assassin's Creed fan, Valhalla. I cannot wait. Dying Light is my is, is my baby, and I need it fast and quick. Yeah. I hope we get an update. Fa- fast and quick. <laughs> I really do hope we get oh, an update on it, because Dying Light, just a, a, it's a great fucking game. Oh, and um, the, just the... the the zombies, the the survival aspect is one of the most horrifying things. Of like when you're running through a certain area and you literally have no fucking health at all. You're surviving off of a candy bar, and you, be- you and you found. better not stop your parkour. You just better go. Yeah, because you can't. <laughs> uh-uh. It's one of those games. It's kind of like Doom. It's one of those games that you really can't stop because nope. if you stop, these motherfuckers are gonna get your ass mm-hmm. really quick. Um, and I would, and I know this is this may be weird to some people. I don't know if it's going to be or not, but my number one horror game, uh, I guess in the last couple of years, um, would have to be The Evil Within. The Evil Within, done by Shinji Mikami and Tango Gameworks, um, in in my mindset, was a masterful game, um, even though it did have aspects of it that were kind of uh, a little weird and wonky. Um it was just a great game. I mean, you played as Sebastian Castiel and you were going to investigate the crime scene at Beacon Hospital. Once you arrive, um, you realize that things are not as they should be. Um, and you're getting chased by this hooded man. You're you're fighting against disfigured supernatural uh, beings. Um, and I am reading this, as, as you guys can tell. <laughs> um, but it, it came out in 2014, and it was just fucking hor- uh, horrifying. You had fucking Boxhead, the dude with the lockbox on his head, fucking trying to come after you. You had all these different creatures and shit like that that were chasing after you all the time. You had zombies and shit like that. But it did get better, because with Evil Within 2, <coughs> Evil Within 2... You had an even more expansive aspect. You had better gameplay. You had a continuation of the the story. You had the fucking camera monster that yep. had the fucking camera attached to it. That like you know, oh dude, it was wicked scary, man. And I, I was I was very impressed with it. And that's another reason that you should look at investing into an Xbox because it is done by Tango GameWorks who are now owned by Xbox. That's so. it, bro. Bolts. All right. Ding, 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 ding. Let the bells chime. Right. Um, th- this is going to be my my top five with an honorable mention, um, and not necessarily in any in any order. Um, but my first game um, I'm going to mention is Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Um, I played this game when I was, uh, when I was a little younger. Um, of course, much younger than I am now. But it was it was one of those games that just it was it was anticipation. It was that anxiety, that that expectations of of walking around and dealing with the monsters. Um, you know, your 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 name is Daniel. Um, 
you wake up in this desolate castle we barely remember anything because you have amnesia um but you but you start getting your memories back and you start remembering your past and and you're walking around you got these creatures coming after you you've got these monsters you've got you you, you got to deal with with the horror that is on the outside as well as what's inside your body and your mind um you can you, you could walk around you you stay in the dark too long and you start losing your sanity and stuff like that it was just it was really good it was i really enjoyed it at, at a younger age it was one of those first other than the silent hill and resident evil and stuff like that system shock and all that jazz amnesia was really was was, was really awesome for me um the second one um i don't necessarily know if this was was a, was a horror game or whatever but this once again goes back to my younger age watching the movie and then playing the game, which was Alien Isolation. Um, crawling through the vents with your little your little your little pulser, you know. Now that was a horror game. I, I know, but you know, it's just one of those things. That it, and like I said, it wasn't it wasn't overly, you know, great as a game. But that 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 anxiety of walking around your goddamn pulser and watching the xenomorph poke his head around. Well, another thing too is that they had the added feature that if you had like your camera turned on, uh-huh. or if you had your mic and shit like that, uh-huh. and you like sneezed, yes. made a noise in your mic and shit like that, the alien would fucking hear you and yeah, find bro. out where you're yeah. at. It was just it was one of those things, and it was just it was really great. I wish they would have done it a little bit better, but you know the the few times that I played it, and like I said, crawling around that vent with that pulser, and it's like beep 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 beep, and you know you're just like where's it at, and then it pops out and out in front of you somewhere it's just um it was oh, yeah it was it was awesome um and of course um uh, dead space yeah um i absolutely love dead space um it, it it had more jump scares than than most games that i remember um you know it, it had these grotesque alien creatures that you find on the ship they've been morphed um it looks like they they they, they took human bodies and, and it's been parasited and morphed into something just <laughs> it's just crazy and the jump scares alone from that game you know you're walking around and then this 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 grotesque creature just drops out of the vent right there in front of you and just starts hacking and slashing at you with his little needle arms and shit um which was really really good um and of course the the last two that i'll i'll name from honorable mentions it's ones you've already mentioned um outlast of course um i really enjoyed Outlast. um and then of course dying light yeah, um, Dying Light is 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 that that whole night that first night scene, that first night mission when you really don't know what to fucking expect. Yeah, and the bitch goes dark and you got to get that medication back to a fucking blue light or wherever the hell you need to go, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and they just come and they start running. Oh, bro, yeah, bro, it's so intense, so intense. And then my honorable mention is is kind of a side scroller and it's called Little Nightmares. Oh yeah, little nightmares. Let me tell you something. I that, that game right there is just like I said. It's it's one of those anxiety things that you're yeah. just like. Uh, it's honestly know. kind of the the epitome of what a thriller scary game would be because they have the second one out now, Little Nightmares yeah. Two. Yeah, and it was just you're just this little bitty creature person just running around and you're trying to dodge all these. These grotesque human things that are trying to eat you, and then you got these dark. It's just, it's, it's, it was really fun. It's, a, it's a little, a, a little anticipation. The anxiety is just, it was great. It now, was what's really the, the, what's the one game that you're excited about horror wise that's coming to Xbox? 
I don't I don't even know if it's I think it's just PC. I don't even know if it's No, it's coming to Xbox. Is it? It's yeah. Okay. It's an exclusive on Xbox. Then it is scorn, bro. Scorn. Scorn. Look, man, I <laughs> I have seen gameplay for this many, many years ago. Yeah. I have been anticipating this. Um I just while we were doing the podcast, I was watching 13 minutes of gameplay that they released about a week ago or so. Um uh, I can't wait, man. It's so grotesque. If, if you oh. haven't seen it or heard it. Please go watch the gameplay of Scorn. That's S C O R N, and just be, it just be in awe because it yeah. is grotesque. It is it is gory. You Flesh got weapons. Fle- I mean, it's just oh, uh, I can't. I wait. remember when it was first announced oh. years ago. Yes. Me and Bolt saw the gameplay of it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then was it at at E3 last year? They showed the gameplay of it, or they yeah. showed the trailer of it, yeah. and I was like, oh shit, exclusive on Xbox. So I can't wait, man. Oh. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's definitely going to be crazy. I'm not really excited for... I wouldn't say there's a game that I'm thinking of. I'm like, horror game. But Scorn is definitely one of them. No question. So, anyways, episode 307 is now in the books. Make sure to check us out at CineLinks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at CineLinks. Big shout out to my boy TJ. Hasn't had a chance to be back on the podcast. He's been working a lot, but... It is what it is. He's working. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. And happy Halloween.